Hi, everybody. This is Jimmy DeYoung. Thanks for taking a moment to take a look at the book with us. And today we're going to be looking at the book of Joel. I have in my hand a copy of a five-part, five-hour series on Joel entitled Joel's Journal on the Day of the Lord. This is a must-study. We're going to listen to a portion of the second in this five-part series, God's Jealousy for His Land. You'll need to understand the day of the Lord, that phrase introduced by the prophet Joel, because it is a major phrase used in Bible prophecy for the end times. Now, that's why we want you to take a moment to listen to our study on the book of Joel. If you have the time right now, study with us, and then we'll tell you how you can get your own copy of Joel's journal on the day of the Lord. Let's listen. Go back to Joel. Did you ever think I'd get back to Joel? Let me tell you. I've told you who it is. Oh, by the way, when? Well, that invading army, according to chapter 38, verse 8 says, when they dwell safely in the land. Verse 11 says of chapter 38, when they are living in unwalled villages laid down their military power. When is that? Well, you know what starts the seven years? You know what starts the day? You know what starts the clock ticking on the thousand and seven year day of the Lord? A peace treaty. Daniel 9, 27. And he, Antichrist, shall confirm a covenant treaty with many the Jewish people for one week, the tribulation period. What starts the day of the Lord is that peace treaty. When the Jews are dwelling safely in the land, when they live in unwalled villages. Have you got Joel? May I show you something? Go to chapter 2. Chapter 2, verse 2. This is the beginning. Let me tell you the why. The who, the when, and the why of this dramatic prophecy over the land. Here's the why. Verse 2, and I've just given you some of it. A day of darkness and of gloominess, a day of clouds and of thick darkness, as the morning spread upon the mountains. A great people and a strong, there hath not been ever the like, neither shall be any more after it, even to the years of many generations. I submit to you that's the invading Islamic armies of Ezekiel 38 and Daniel chapter 11. That's what I said earlier. Now, look at verse 3. This invading army comes in, verse 3. A fire devoureth before them, and behind them a flame burneth the land. They're going to be like a, a forest fire. A fire devouring everything before it. And behind them, you can see the scorched land. The results of that flame. Oh, wait a minute. Let me read that again. A fire, a fire, this is the invading army, like never before, a great people and strong, never before. A fire devoureth before them, and behind them a flame burneth the land. Oh, wait a minute. The next two words, is and as, are not in Hebrew. Is, in my Bible, italicize as, not in there. Hebrew text. So then it would read, 
The flame burneth, the land, the garden of Eden before them, and behind them a desolate wilderness. Hmm. Let me tell you the why. They're coming to this land. Let me tell you why it's God's land. Jerusalem. The Temple Mount is the original Garden of Eden. And in another session, I'll prove it. I got five hours over there that backs up what I'm saying. I studied it before here. There's only one reason they want that land. Do you understand that that piece of real estate is less than 1% of all of the Middle East? Why would they want that land? God's land, first of all. Not Allah, another God. Oh, Allah has a doctrine. Ever in a piece of real estate, a Muslim should live? It's called the House of Islam. And nobody can ever have that land. And anybody that does blasphemes Allah. And the Jew in the land, possessing it, prospering, is in the face of Allah. And thus, like an invading army, a fire before them as they go towards the Garden of Eden. Jerusalem, the Temple Mount. That's why it's his land. And I'll continue to develop this a little bit further when we get to the last session. But that battle for that land is going to continue. Oh, just met with the Mufti of Jerusalem. I did. In the old city. And I said, Sir, you say that there's never ever been a presence of the Jews on the Temple Mount. Is that correct? Yes, Dr. DeYoung. And I understand that that mosque on that Temple Mount only dates back to the time of Muhammad. No, that is incorrect. Incorrect? What's correct then, Mufti? That mosque on the Temple Mount dates back. His quote, you can check it out. He's made a public statement. That mosque on the Temple Mount dates back to the Garden of Eden. Even the Islamic world knows where the Garden of Eden is. Thus, their reason for taking the land. We are there in the day of the Lord. And Joel, 2,800 years ago, said, when you see this, better look up. Father, thank you for the word of God, the privilege, again, of opening these sacred pages looking at studying through this divine description 
for the days of destiny. Detailed as it is, we endeavor to try to define the details so we can determine the day. Thank you for giving it to us. Let us be tedious at the task of learning of the days in which we live and then living in light of our learning. Thank you for this moment, these moments together with these precious friends. Use it all for your honor and your glory. The precious name we pray with thanksgiving. Amen. God's jealousy for his land is evident not only in the book of Joel, but throughout the entire word of God. Isn't it interesting that word jealousy in the Hebrew, speaking of aggressive possessiveness, that's God's jealousy for his land, an aggressive possessiveness. It's his land, and he can give it to whom he pleases. This is a must-study in your study of prophecy, Joel's Journal on the Day of the Lord. That's the title of this five-part, five-hour series on the little Old Testament prophetic book of Joel. Why don't you call right now, 8-Prophecy-8, 877-674-3298. Now, that's a toll-free number, so you can call and purchase your copy of Joel's Journal on the Day of the Lord. Or you can go to our website and make your purchase. The address is www.prophecytoday.com. Thank you so very much for taking a moment or two to take a look at the book with us. I'm Jimmy DeYoung, and I want to remind you everything we've been studying in this short time together is evidence that Jesus Christ could come at any moment to call us up to be with him. Having said that, nothing left for me to say except let's keep looking up until...